Inside the Connection, an audio production of HCTC, the Hill Country's leader in telecommunications products and services. Welcome to Inside the Connection, a podcast where we take a deeper dive into the articles of our bi-monthly magazine. Our guest today is none other than Joe Herring, Jr. Now, for those that don't know Joe, he is oftentimes referred to as the go-to person for anything interesting within Kerrville's history. Last summer, I took some visiting family members to the river in downtown Kerrville, and everyone wanted to know why there were still beams sticking out of the concrete along one side of the river. Well, thankfully to the books that I have in the office made by Joe, I knew exactly why those beams were there. They were part of a mill that ran along the Guadalupe River and also an ice house was down there. So thank you for Joe for giving me that that information. Joe is featured in our January-February 2021 Connection magazine. And as with most news articles, there is always more to the story than what we could print. So thank you again for joining us today as we spend a few minutes with Joe and take a deeper look inside the connection. As a side note, all of our publications are on our website at hctc.net. Then go to resources and then to news, and there you'll see a tab for newsletters. So thank you so much for joining us today. You've been writing articles for a long time. So how did you get started doing that? Oh, sure. First off, thanks for having me on the program. I appreciate it. It's always fun to talk with a neighbor. What happens in the hood stays in the hood. <laughs> In 1994, the lifestyle editor of the Kerrville Daily Times had a very popular columnist who was writing a weekly column, and that columnist never hit a deadline. They just missed deadline, missed deadline, missed deadline. And so in her frustration, she called me and said, hey, would you like to write a column? The only problem is you're going to have to be on time. (laughs) And uh, given the nature of my professional life as a printer, deadlines are part of my life. And so... I have never missed a deadline in the last however many years it's been since we started uh, because uh, that was kind of my command at the very beginning. Now, when I was in high school uh, years ago, many years ago, I wrote a column for the Kerrville Mountain Sun, which was a weekly paper in the new here, uh, and it, it was about Kerrville people. And it was a long, long time ago, but I've always enjoyed writing for the newspaper. Well, one of the things that I I told you, I shouldn't say it's my favorite part because, of course, the articles are fantastic. But one of the things that I really find fascinating is your tagline. Every every time you write something, you say something creative about about who you are. And um, it's always it's always clever and funny. How did is that is that your specialty? Tell me. Tell me about that. That same editor and I had a, a running joke, and I would change that uh, tagline every week. And uh, the the best ones to watch out for in those days were around April Fool's Day because I would write a long, elaborate April Fool's column. And in, in the tagline, it would say, uh, Joe Herring Jr. is a Kerrville native who wishes you a very happy April Fool's Day today. <laughs> and a lot of people didn't read all the way to the end. And so uh, – <laughs> So you could always find people at lunch walking through town and you could tell they only read half of the article and they didn't know it was an April Fool's joke, I'm sure. Yeah. One of them was there was a big dinosaur skeleton found under Sydney Baker Street <laughs> and it was going to be a two-year dig and that was going to be a problem for traffic. And another was there was a diary, a secret diary found uh, behind a piano 
that had some very juicy gossip about uh, <laughs> founding families. And, but the most famous one was that a copy of uh, Alice in Wonderland, the rare Red Alice, was found in the courthouse in a, it, uh, from a, a court case, and it was worth millions, and it would be on display at the county courthouse. And, uh, boy, people lined up to see that. <laughs> That copy of Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> That's fantastic. Okay, so now, and maybe maybe I don't want to know if this is true or not, but since I've been here in high school, we've always talked about the secret tunnels that run from Shriner Bank and Shriner Department Store and all all under Kerrville. Are there really secret tunnels? Is that is that another story or is that something that's real? There are tunnels in downtown Kerrville. Uh, I have not yet found one connecting the old Shriner mansion and the old Shriner store, but that doesn't mean it's not there. I, I just haven't found it. And you, I, I, I do believe you've walked through some of these. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. I think growing up in downtown Kerrville, um, you know, it was kind of a, a rite of passage to explore the tunnel, the various tunnels. And uh, yeah, I've been through most of them. Nice. Well, I moved here as a junior in high school. And so I, I never knew if that was something that was true or if they just told the newcomers, Hey, this is something you've, you've got to find, you've got to do. Thank you. This is like going snipe hunting or something of that nature, but (laughs) no, it's, it's, it's kind of a, the best uh, myths have a little bit of truth to them. And this one has a little bit of truth to it. Good. That's, that, that's good to hear. Now, also, we always talk about your his, your history. Tell us about your print shop. Last time I was in there, it's fascinating. You've got you have art and history, and then you've got an old Heidelberg is the only name I think I know in German outside of BMW and Mercedes. But is that a is, is that a printer? Do you have is an old German printing machine or something like that? Yeah, we have several Heidelberg presses. Uh, it's not terribly old. It's uh, late nineteen nineties. But yeah, we. Uh, my mom and dad started the company in 1964, and dad always said you need to invest in good employees, good materials, and good equipment. And he never skimped on buying good equipment. And so we have a German-made press, German-made paper cutter, German-made folder. He got the he got the very best equipment he could find. How did your family get into the business? Did he know this, or how did he learn it, or how did it come about? My father was the advertising director for a grocery store chain that later moved its headquarters here to Kerrville. And uh, that chain sold to another chain, and they wanted my dad to move from Kerrville to San Antonio. And he decided he didn't want to live in San Antonio. He didn't want to raise his kids in San Antonio, so he started looking around for a, a business he could purchase. And he purchased our printing company from a family named Hunter. And uh, the man he sold, who, who bought he, he bought the company from said, yeah, I'll be there for three months to help you train. And then that man got sick. So dad not only had a new business, he had to figure out how to run all the presses by himself. And oh, wow. uh, uh, he, he got good at it. And so uh, anyway, from 1964 till now, we've, we've been learning every day because there's no one here really to teach us. <laughs> That, that's Every, every day is new because, I mean, like your business, like the telecommunications business, mm-hmm. uh, printing has changed a lot since when my father and mother opened the shop in 64. 
back then they still had letter presses, which were exactly the same technology Gutenberg used to print a Bible. Oh, wow. And uh, today everything's digital. And instead of printing 10,000 sheets that are all exactly alike, we can print 10,000 sheets and they're all different. Okay. And so uh, I actually like this business. I, every day is different and every day's every day is an interesting challenge. Okay. And that that is fun to keep keep something fresh uh, and keep it new. And you know we are we are truly blessed to um, the, for the individual businesses that we have, as well as to live here in the hill country. Amen. And so, and the the blessing of that is to have a good crew, work with a good crew, okay. and to have good customers who who present you with interesting puzzles to solve. Anyway, it's it's well, a good it's been a good business. Well, speaking of that, um, we, we, we threw you a curveball. This whole COVID thing has made everybody um, kind of shift their operations, uh, either for the good or for the bad. I'm sure some people have not been successful. Um, Hill Country Telephone, we, we have been – we have back to excellent employees. We have fantastic employees. We have a fantastic staff. Um, our board is exceptional. And so we responded very quickly – um, to to the virus, and one of those things is we had to make you jump through some hoops. Tell tell us about what we put you through. Well, I, y'all have an annual meeting every year, and your bylaws require certain things to be processed in a certain way at a certain time. And this year's annual meeting for the Hill Country Telephone uh, had to be virtual. And uh, Bernice Fisher and I, who Bernice Fisher of Hill Country Telephone, I talked about it early on, and. Uh, we kind of came up with the idea of a way where your members could register quickly and easily by using something called a QR code. QR means quick response code, where they could just point their phone at the, the invitation and it would automatically go to a page that had their name, their member number already entered in. The problem with that is we had to generate 10,000 different <laughs> URLs and 10,000 okay. different individual websites one for Mr. Smith and one for Mr. Jones and one for sure. Miss, every member. And uh, that became that became a bit of a puzzle that we were we were happy when we had solved it and we were happy when we mailed them out. <laughs> I got you. Who knows what this year is going to show, but at least if we do the same thing this next year, you, you kind of have a, a head start on, on kind of how this thing works, I guess. I'm pretty, so. I'm pretty sure even if you have in-person meetings, that registration process is not going to change because a lot of people okay. got super easy. And you're, actually your registrations went way up because it was so easy. That's true. Let me, let me go even another direction. You've actually been the mayor of Kerrville. Is that correct? It was a few lifetimes ago. I was mayor of Kerrville when I was 30 years old. I was elected in 1992, and it was it was a wonderful experience, and I had great council members and great city staff, and uh, it was a lot of stress, but I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was fun. That's good. Of course, City Hall was not across the street no. like it is now. No, it wasn't. Uh, I'm not sure if that would have made the job that much easier or not, but um, – it was uh, about where the Del Norte is in that area. Do you have Do you have a favorite story or a um, what? I mean, if somebody said, "Joe, tell us, tell us something funny, good, interesting about you or about the city, or what?" I mean, what what comes to mind if you just somebody gives you an open mic and says says, you know, go for it? What would What do you want to talk about? Well, the column I write is mainly about history, and uh, because. 
it's a fairly well-read column. People bring me things all the time, and uh, I've actually come across some true treasures of Kirk County's history because people uh, know I, I will take care of it, and those those items will eventually be in the Heart of the Hills Heritage Center, which is going to be a museum next to the Buttholesworth Memorial Library. Okay. Uh, and, for instance, I have an original portrait of James Kerr. James Kerr died in 1850. All the images you've ever seen of him, if you ever Googled him on the web, were these poor, grainy, horrible little images. Mm-hmm. And they were all actually poor copies of the original that I have here that's framed in an oval frame with a bubble glass on top of it. And uh, it's such a rare thing. I mean, it's impossible to imagine trying to find an image of uh, the man for whom Kirk County and Kerrville are named. And it just walked in the door. A guy wow. goes, I found this. And I said, That's James Curry. He goes, I knew you'd know who it was. <laughs> and uh, and so I made copies of it. I, I gave a copy to uh, Kirk County. It's in the courthouse. And I gave a copy to the city of Kerrville, which hangs in City Hall. Wow. Anyway, the, the cool thing is people bring me stuff all the time. Last week, someone brought me a letter written by Earl Garrett, a young man who died in World War I, to his sister, Harriet. And it's, it was kind of humbling holding you know four small slips of paper that he wrote from the battlefield in France and mailed home to his mom, I mean to his sister. And in one of the things he asked for was a box of chocolates from Pam Pels. So Really? Yeah. It was kind of cool. I appreciate people like you because, um, you know, for me, it's, it's, it's just Lima street or it's Earl Garrett. And, and, and I forget that these streets are named after true local heroes of, of varying sort. I mean, of varying degrees, but these are, these are um, men and women, I guess, who have really done great things for Kerrville or they're from Kerrville who've done great things. Yeah. Those, and so, three, uh, those three city Baker, Earl Garrett and, and, Francisco Limos. There were other men who died in World War One from Kerr County, but those three actually died in battle. The majority of men who died in World War One from Kerr County actually died from the flu, the Spanish flu epidemic. Okay. And some of them died here in the United States, and some of them died in France. Wow. Yeah, it's it's hard. We're going through a pandemic, and when you look back at the the toll it had, you know, on the on the some of the most fit. Uh, healthy young people from Kirk County. It, it's it's scary how little has changed in the last hundred years. True. Well, something that just came to mind is when I when I was a senior at Tyvee, one of the things that we did is we walked up to the top of Tyvee Mountain. Yes. Sir. And um, we did. And I don't too. know that we did. Okay. Too. So that's that's been. I don't. Do they still do that? Do you know? Or I don't. They do. They I'm, still go up there every year. And I I remember that Captain Tyvee, and I, he has other family that's up there, but he has his cat up there too. Is that right? Yeah, uh, there are four graves up there: Captain Joseph Tyvee, his wife, uh, his sister, and his uh, sister's cat. So, so. <laughs> and the and the and the myth is. That the sister paid this boy that worked at a hotel downtown to go up there and dig the hole. And, and it's solid rock up there. He yeah. paid a boy to go up there and dig the hole and bury the cat. 
And that boy's name was Chester Nimitz, who later became Fleet Admiral Chester Nimitz in World War II. <laughs> See, there's always more to the story. I, I just thought I was talking about a cat, and here you're bringing up you know, Chester Nimitz. So, of course, Nimitz is a big name in the Hill Country, and uh, and and I mean, that's a Nimitz is a big name everywhere. That's wow. Yeah. That. That that's fantastic. Fredericksburg, our, our sweet neighbor to the north, has claimed a lot about uh, Chester Nimitz, and he was born there. But he was actually went through all all school here in Kerrville. He he's a he was a Tyvee graduate. So um, you know the one thing people forget is Chester Nimitz was a fighting Tyvee antler. He wasn't a Billy. He was a <laughs> that yeah that that that'll bring the emails you know complaining about about this <laughs> podcast just <laughs> right there. So. <laughs> A fax is faxed. <laughs> that's fa- that's fantastic. Well, so um, t- do you want to tell us tell us about the museum that's that's going on or um, the heritage? Uh, what um, all of your information that you guys are we don't have a real place in Kerrville where we have a museum to really showcase this. Is that correct? That's correct. Uh, the Heart of the Hills Heritage Center. <laughs> as a nonprofit organization and has just recently signed a contract with the city of Kerrville to lease the AC Shriner, AC and Murda Shriner home, which is next to uh, the library. It's the big uh, imposing mansion between the library and the print shop. Okay. And uh, uh, the project's going to cost about $5 million. Um, of that, about $3.5 million has been raised. Uh, almost all donations, and uh, it will it will not only tell the story of Kerrville and Kerr County, but of the Hill Country region, because um, Kerrville's history is so intertwined with its neighbors that we thought having a uh, a regional approach to history would be more accurate, but also probably more interesting uh, to talk about the history of. Fredericksburg and Kerrville and Bandera and Junction and Rock Springs, all in one place. And also the, the museum is going to start back with prehistory. It's going to start all the way back to the fossil record and uh, include uh, uh, artifacts from when there were Native American tribes that came through here. And because if you just start when the first European or American settlers arrived, that's the 1840s. And that's uh, the first people who arrived here were here in the Ice Age about 10, 12,000 years ago. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, we don't, we don't think much about here. that. I mean, it's, amazing, uh, it's amazing how long people have lived in these hills, we think, are just weren't discovered until 1840 when, when people from the United States and Europe started showing up. Okay. Well, when – Okay, one thing I've I've got to ask. My wife's gonna is gonna want to hear this story, or it may not be a story, but um, the the Starkey uh, the gravesite, the cemetery, the cemetery. It's it's right there. It's kind of if you're getting your tires done, you know, you may be sitting outside and waiting, and you'll look and you're like, oh, there's a cemetery right here, or walk driving in the Walmart parking lot. Um, of course, Starkey is is a big name here in the area as well, too. So, um, tell us real quick about about the about the Starkey Cemetery, if you will. Sure. Um, if you notice when you're in the Walmart parking lot or the discount tire parking lot, and you look around, it's flat and level. It's 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 fertile. It's fertile ground. And at one time, that was a farm. 
okay? Hmm. Because that's about the only arable land, downtown area, that sure. wasn't already in houses. And so the Starkeys had a farm, and uh, they had a they they started a grave site right there on part of their property. Uh, the people buried there are, are uh, Mr. Miss Starkey, James Monroe Starkey, and his wife, uh, her fam, some of her family, and one of their sons. One of their sons' name was named Jones, Jones Starkey, and he died of an accidental gunshot wound when he was only six years old on his mm. very birthday. Wow! And uh, what a sad story that must. That I'm sure he was six years old. They were playing with guns and sure. But uh, the interesting thing about his name, Jones, uh, James Monroe Starkey went to California with the gold rush in the 1840, late 1840s. And while he was there, he was attacked by a bear. Hmm. And the man who saved him, last name was Jones. And he said, if I ever have a son, I'm going to name him after you. And he remembered. And that son's name was Jones Starkey. Wow. Yeah. So there's a lot of history even between a tire place and a super center. <laughs> that's that's right. You don't that's right. always keep your eyes open because you're going to, you're going to see something. And um, it is, it is a fascinating world we live in. And of course we are, we are blessed to live in what I tell everybody, the prettiest part of Texas, Amen. which um, I, well, it, it is. I just, we, I love the whole country. Well, Joe, thank you so much. You got here as soon as you could. I, I did. I, um, all my family's from West Texas. I grew up in, in Florida, which at the time was fantastic. And then when I got here in high school, I thought I had fallen off the planet. I had no <laughs> idea. Like what on earth did I, my family move me to? And then it took me, you know, it took me 25 years to really appreciate it. And, um, you know, now you couldn't pry me out of this area with a, you know, with a crowbar. It's just, I had to become an adult for I realized just what we have here in the Hill Country. So if you are listening to this and you don't live here, you want to you want to get here as soon as you can or visit um and that that's my that's my only new tourism commercial if you're from california just disregard everything that, that we said <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding my i have family in california so i can say that so anyway but thank you thank you so much joe certainly it's been a been a um a real pleasure and um i could talk all day long, but hopefully we've got just the, the high points covered. So thank you again for all you've done for um, Kerr County uh, in the area, Hill Country Telephone. And as you alluded to earlier, you're certainly welcome. And it's an honor. To, it's an honor to be included. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. This podcast should not be copied, distributed, published, or reproduced either in whole or in part without the express written consent of HCTC. Any inquiries relating to the podcast should be directed to the Manager of Community Relations at podcast at hctc.net. Thank you for joining us.